When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up there, boys? Grant Napier, Eric Burns, still in Oregon, Sean Salisbury. Sean, I don't know where you are, man. Are you, are you in Houston? Well, How my backyard. I'm in my backyard. Beer tap, yeah. barbecue. I know it probably is a background. I hope you guys can see my face. I'm just out here fat cat, and I should have had a cigar, but I'm sitting here in Houston, man, in my backyard. Very nice, man. Very nice. Hey, Fuck hey real, real, yeah. real, real quick, because you got the Astros shirt on. Yeah. And... Dude, I, I had an opportunity to take my kid. He's a diehard Astros fan, right? So a couple years ago, A.J. Hans was still managing the team. And I took him out there. I think it was his ninth birthday, actually. Um, and, bro, that was one of the better experiences that I've had going to a baseball game. Like, it, that is a sneaky super cool over the top baseball town. Now, I say that obviously because they were they were pretty fresh off the World Series at that point. None of the shit had gone down with the trash can banging and everything else yet. Where is the state of baseball because Houston, I just look at the standings today, they're kicking ass. Where is the state of baseball right now with Houston and, and is there any remnants left of that whole scandal that went down? Well, Astros fans have stayed rallied around this team, Burnsy, since then. They have, you know, it's it's they took on, and I can tell you this, it's a football state, but with the Texans trying to get back to where they are and with what's gone with Deshaun, and even before that, the Bill O'Brien, the, the distrust that the organization, getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins, all the things gone in the last four or five years. This is a football town. I mean, a football state, but it is a baseball town right now. I'm just telling you. Now, of course, when the Texans win, people are going to show up because that's football. It's what we do in Texas. But there is when you're talking about the level of conversation that people want to have and their positivity, it's not close. It, it is not close. This is Astros, and I'm being serious now about this. They will defend their team just, as, as much as the Yankees or Philly. The way the Dodgers fans are showing up in L.A. all the time, Fenway Park, I'm just telling you, you'll come here on a, on a Tuesday night, and if the Yankees are in town, the Mets are just in town, yesterday, there'll be 30-some thousand people. It is a – Jim Cranes, it's a great baseball experience. They don't give a shit about 2017, the fans. They will – they're to the point where it's us against the world. You want to talk? They know they're going to get booed as they run to Yankee Stadium now, Grant. They got four yep. with the Yankees, and they're the two yep. best teams in the American League in my mind right yep. now. And yeah, yeah. so the, the, the atmosphere will be electric. It was electric with the Mets here. Now they're going to play the Yankees, and we know the, the disdain yeah. that the play that with all that went on in 17. But, Bernie, yeah. this is a 
I'm just telling you, it is a baseball. Hell, if you wanted to talk AAA baseball and Hunter Brown, they'd just as soon do that as anything. You know, the NBA drafts tonight. The the Texans are trying to get better, and they they had a good draft. We'll see how it parlays into the season. But there is make make no mistake about it. They don't just like the Astros. It is they want to fight you on Twitter if you say something negative about the Astros. It's like a a baby duck protecting, or like when a bird has its nest and they protect their babies while they're, they're hatching. I'm being serious. It is a passionate baseball town. And they also feel like they don't get the respect and that the West Coast and that East Coast does, and that they're the Astros and the damn, I'm talking about fans, yep. that why aren't people talking about them? So, yeah, Burns, you're right. It's a great experience. It's a fun ballpark. These fans here are fantastic when it comes to defending their team and loving Astros baseball. It's a baseball town today. Bernsey, Sean and I have talked about this a couple times. Dusty Baker is beloved by everyone, right? You're not going to find too many people that don't love Dusty Baker, right? And then we were trying to figure out who would we compare him to in another sport. And Sean came up with this, and I thought it was perfect. He's Andy Reid of the NFL before Andy Reid finally broke through and won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. You agree with that, Bernsey? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great call. I mean, dude, everybody who's come across Dusty, I mean, I do the show with Will Clark every Wednesday, and he sits there and talks about when Dusty was his hitting coach. And yep. he he yep. was the one that implemented the, the famous waggle to get something going in the back. So, I mean, this is a guy that <clears> – <throat> and I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember – like he's he just some crazy iconic moments. If I'm not mistaken, he was on deck when yep. when Hank Hank Aaron yep. hit that. Yep. Like think about that. I mean, we're fucking <laughs> however many years later, right? right? right. And Grant, I, I'm trying to think. I, I I have a feeling you were. I'm not positive. Because there were only like a handful of nights out that I really went out and raged in Sacramento. And yep. one of those was with you and F.P. Santangelo. Yep. yep. And either it was that time or no time, but we ran into Dusty Baker That's correct. Uh, at, the, at the bar. And yes. he was sitting there by himself. And at this point, I don't I don't th- I think it was like in between jobs. And yep. he I mean, just talk about a dude, man. You want to be a dude? It's it's. I'm reading this book right now. It's called The Undoing Project by Michael Lewis, the same guy that wrote Moneyball. It's a very interesting book. I recommend checking it out. But they're talking about essentially the psychology of like why someone is successful here and why you know someone may not be there. And 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 basically they're saying that you know this this one this one psychologist broke it down to the fact that it's like they were trying to figure out if you would be a successful. This is after World War II, like it's a successful fighter pilot or successful, you know, ground soldier, whatever it is. And then they pretty they pretty much figured out that you're gonna be fucking either successful in everything you do or nothing that you do. And that's about it. Either you have it or you don't. And that is I'm I'm like literally at this part of the book where they're making that thing and they're doing all these psychology tests. Uh they talk about the rockets. Sean and, and uh, what's his name? David Morey, Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey. Yeah. It, it's it's fascinating because he was the first guy really in the NBA to take the over the top analytics and everything 
and and try to figure out you know how and why these draft picks would be successful uh because you know the margins it's such a fine line but dusty baker is going to be successful why because he's the best strategist no i I don't think that has anything to do with it because he gets like 25 fucking guys in that locker room to want to show up and post up for him and they and he gets them caring about each other fiercely loyal too i've known him for like you guys have for a long time and he's one of my favorite dudes in sports let alone baseball he'll protect his players but he's still got old school mixed in, willing to add new school analytics. I couldn't root harder for a guy to win a World Series than yep. him. I'm talking about when it comes to an individual. And yep. he, he knows the, the – I think Dusty's greatest trait is – and he got a lot of them. He knows how to – he knows people. He is such an – he has great dynamics with people. And it doesn't matter if you're 20 or 70. It doesn't matter yep. if you're black or white. And he's been, listen, do you think Dusty's seen some adversity or seen, whether it's through the through race or with race issues in sports when he was in baseball? Sorry, my phone. Oh, or whether it's, you know, historic moments, losing when you're on the brink of winning World Series as a Cubs. I mean, everything, he's seen plenty of it. And, he, you, know, you know, he puts a smile on his face, says, listen, there ain't nothing Dusty hasn't seen in baseball. That's correct. And White, probably not anything he hadn't seen in life. So I love yeah. him. I root for him, but his ability to understand people and that dynamic, regardless of who you are, is a phenomenal. And people love him, and I couldn't root harder for a guy. I really couldn't. Bernsey, I had him on my podcast uh, in December of 2020. And I, we, we started off, and I said, Dusty, what was it like as a black man growing up in California, all of a sudden ending up in the Deep South in the late 60s? And he told me on my podcast that before he got to the Braves and he was in the minors in Georgia, when they were on the road and they stopped to get something to eat, the black players were not allowed off the bus. They were not allowed to go into the restaurant and the white teammates had to go in and bring their food out to them on the bus. And he went through that whole thing and it gave me chills thinking about that. You know, we're talking about, I think, 1969. Really, when you think about that, shit, that's not that long ago. So Sean's exactly right. I mean, he's he's seen it all. He's done it all. He's lived through difficult times, adversity. And I think Sean hit it right on the head. He can relate to a guy that's 20 years old as well as somebody who's 70 years old. He has got that unique ability to communicate with people. I've known Dusty. Shit, I've known Dusty for 25 years. And you know what, guys? He hasn't changed one iota. He's the same guy that he was when I knew him. And I'm sure people that knew him when he was 15, 18, 20, going, he hasn't changed. He's the same guy. And you know what's real quick about this, Grant and and Bernsey, is if if a guy had a reason to want to be bitter at something, whether it's how he was treated, who's still in baseball, right? How he was treated when he was in the South. Um, how he was, I mean, people have obliterated him as a manager at times over pitching decisions or losing. And yet he stayed the test of time. He did. He's never been bitter. Everything he does and he doesn't, there's, I don't see dusty with any grudge. He just a good dude, you know? And and I know that Mm -hmm. sounds so well. He's just a good guy. And he, and he, and he cares about people. He's a faith-based guy, but he also, and he, and he's not trying to change you how you're thinking. He's just trying to lead a team and let guys ball out 
and he's always and he really and he knows everything about baseball. We know that, guys. Yeah. He may not be that tactician that, that tactician that does it, but you ain't getting shit by him. I am just telling you, he knows it. But his ability to, after all the things he's been through, and, and he could be so jaded with yep. the way that over the course of time, it's rare guys are this successful, this long, or still in the game, and and have seen it all and have not one ounce of bitterness towards a media member, towards a, a race relation, towards an age gap, nothing. Because nothing. he just, he has a, his approach to life. He should be given motivational speeches when he's all done about his approach to people. And he's phenomenal at it. Love him. Uh, hey, r- real quick, too, when we're still on the Astros here, because Aaron Judge, two more homers last night. I mean, this guy's on pace for over 70 fucking homers, man, right? Yeah. And I, I saw this article on MLB.com and basically saying, let's not be so quick to give the AL MVP award to judge yet because Jordan Alvarez talk about a guy that gets no respect, man. Look at these numbers. Okay. Since May 29th. So we're talking almost a month, May 29th, the dude's hitting 452, 518 on base, 904 slugging. A 1422 OPS, nine homers, 26 RBIs in 20 games. Uh, like, absolutely insane. Jordan Alvarez, and he is, yep. uh, like, to see this guy in person, he, he's uh-huh. still, he's he's hit one of, he hit one of the farthest home runs. I don't know if you remember that. You know, it was a couple years ago. Texas. Yeah. Bro, I was there. Right. I, I was at the, the one in Houston the, where, where he hit he hit this ball in the third deck. I think it was his rookie year or second year, whatever. Rarified. Like, what, rarified the, people, what, what the fuck, man? People, people don't Insane. hit it up there. People don't hit it up there, Bernsey. I'm going to tell you how they – he's become the – I talk to, to, to uh, James Click, their GM, every week, and Steve Sparks, their, man, their, their broadcaster every week. And every – I mean, we are the flagship, so we're obviously heavy Astros – and I'm going to tell you something about it. First off, you know what he does? He's got – he feels like he's been in baseball for 15 years. He has got a – he's not a he, – listen, he's going to be talked about as power hitter up until last week, and it may still be the same. Nobody – exit velocity, nobody was hitting the ball harder more often than Jordan Alvarez. And you know who was second or third? Judge. Those two sure. guys, the ball is coming off that. It's different. It's like that golfer who you, you feel like you're hitting at the same distance. It sounds different, and his ball's 30 yards by you. The, even a dead baseball can't hold Judge or Jordan. But in this town in Houston, I'm telling you, Bernsey, and I, I try to pick, I try to find a weakness in his swing. And you know what's crazy? You want to throw him a changeup that dives away? He'll hit it the other way and get you a base hit. You want to try to t- attack him on the inner half? He will barrel up and hit that thing 460 in the upper tank. You want to pitch him out, two-strike hitter. It does it up and down, you know, left and right. He's not – for this guy in his infancy, because we usually – when the guy's that big, what's the first thing we say? Oh, you know, prodigious power. Oh, he's got that. But I'm just telling you, you know what, what he is, and it's, it's probably not going to happen, but he has got that ability to do what Miggy Cabrera did. He's got the ability now. Hear me out. Yeah. To, now, he may never lead the league, but he's got <sighs> such great command of the strike zone that when you miss a half an inch, he punishes your ass for it, right? And he knows the strike zone. He's got the ability now to hit 320. Hell, he's hitting 315 or whatever it is now. And yep. Breckman hasn't even got started yet to protect him in a lineup, right? So he does that. He can also hit 50 on you, and he will at some point. 
and he's driving 120. He's a, uh, and people are saying, no, he's a triple crown type guy that he may only hit 297, but he knows how to put the ball in play. He'll beat you with four singles and beat you with upper tank shit. It is watching him hit is he's a hitter. It's like that quarterback with a big arm that we say he's a thrower. No, this dude's a hitter who also just happens to be able to uh, casually, and it looks casual to us, but the explosiveness through the hitting zone with ease and hit it to places that most guys that are hitting a dead ball can't hit. He, he You can't hold him. I mean, it is Burnsy, and here's why he's not going to win the MVP no matter what this year, and, and unfortunately, and it's wrong. Now, Judge is the MVP now. Judge, Trout, Jordan in that category. He shouldn't finish. If this continues, we're in for one hell of a race. And if, if Otani heats up after eight RBIs in one game and 13 strikeouts the next night, I mean, who the fuck? This guy's unbelievable. Okay, sorry, stop That's for a minute. minute. I, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to finish, and I do want to yeah. get to Otani. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Is the is that with, with they label him as a DH, Burns, and you know he's played like more than a third of the games in left field now? Yeah. He's playing really? a lot. He is playing a ton of left field, and he actually yeah. hits better when he plays out there well. He hits better all the time. So he's not the reason. And you know how voters are, Bernsey. If it get like Poppy never won the MVP, they just don't feel like that they want to reward him. But this dude, he's going to finish near the top. And if Judge keeps this up, Judge is going to win it. But you're right, Bernsey. If he's not a household name yet, then people ain't watching what I'm seeing and what the, what baseball people are watching. The guy's on fucking hey, Bernsey, if you're a GM and I told you you can pick a team and – you know what? I'm making you a special fucking GM. You can take players from any team in the league and build your own team. What number is Otani, all right, in your selection process? Pitchers right, included? Got Pitchers included? Yep. Okay. And just baseball players, period. All right. He's got to be damn near the top. I mean, I and it, I think the question is like, you know, how – when I love playing this game. It's like for what? For the next five years, assuming yep. – Yep. You know we're we're gonna get we're gonna get top production. He's got to be near the top. I mean, you get Judge has got to be near the top. Trout still has to be near the top. Uh, Jordan Alvarez would be near the top. I did you this like I'm looking. They have his Baseball Reference WAR right now. Stupid. Which I'm not. It's three point three. Right. Like like fuck, man. Like this guy's on pace for like an eight to ten win season. Right. Like like this is this is for real. And again, like you got to figure, I, I haven't seen enough of him in the outfield. I, I don't know how he is out there, but better yeah, than I mean, better than Aaron, he's not. He put it. He's not a liability, and he moves well for him. He's not a liability. He's not going to win a Gold Glove, but you can put him out there. When they first put him out there a couple of years ago, people wondered, you know. And then he went through a couple of knee surgeries. You you could you could put him out there 125 games and survive it. He's a good player. His OPS plus, which is right on base plus slugging, then you you add in the ballpark factors in everything else, and, and then and then you league average is one hundred. Okay, his is two hundred one, leading all of baseball. He's 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 worth base and he's worth two players. He's he's better, right? Two two freaking like good big leaguers. Like OPS plus of one hundred is like pretty good. That means like you're an everyday big leaguer going out there and giving the production. He's giving you twice the production. It's absolutely it's, insane. His OPS is, is is the highest in the league as well. So uh, I I think this guy uh, special, yeah, man, rare, special. There's and, and, no other and, way to put it. That's exactly. And he's a great. The guys love him. He's not a look at me guy. 
He just keeps pounding baseballs, and they rely. He's getting to the point where you're a dumbass if you throw him anywhere over the plate and the game is on the line. He, he's getting yeah. to that point where it's like, dude, like the judges, I, I can't pitch to the guy. And if they keep pitching to him, he's just punishing them. And it doesn't matter who the pitcher is or where they're throwing it. And I just – I freaking love him, and I'm so glad you pointed this out, Bernsey. And you you start talking about the, the numbers and playing the field and, and hitting and comparisons. Um, you ain't, Yeah, you ain't getting out of five or six hitters right now that you're saying better. But, I, Otani, Grant, to answer your question for me, guys that have to be on your starting nine, I don't care where you put them. Judge, yep. I can yep. all Jordan's my DH. Trout, I'd put Otani somewhere. On the, I, I, he's obviously in top five. A healthy Tatis, Jacob DeGrom, a Juan Soto. I mean, there, there's about eight to ten cats that are there. But right now, it, it, the, the way that he and Judge are hitting, it's, it's put it this way, it's worth the ticket price and double to watch the guy play. And I can't wait to see him go. Hey, we're talking about the two leading MVP guys right now going head-to-head this weekend. And it is a... A joy to watch, but it, it'd be – I don't know who we all start with. Otani's the – to me, Otani's the most phenomenal story. I mean, if he could – if he just pitched, he could win the Cy Young. He, he ramps up to a buck one. If he just hit and rested his legs, he'd hit – I mean, the guys – it's stupid how good he – I mean – and by the way, Jordan just got paid. Look at – he they extended him. Watch – think of bargain, the bargain he's going to be in about two years. What a sure. wise move okay. by the Astros to do that. But, yeah, Otani could – hey, dude, hit one 500 feet, then throw it 101 miles an hour. I mean, it, it's almost – it's almost like unfair that the guy can be this good at both positions. It's rare, man. I watched that game last night, and I don't watch a lot of baseball. I, I'll watch highlights. But I actually pulled it up. I, I was watching on the iPad – I, I, I finally for, forked out for, for years when I was with MLB, I had the, the free package and everything. I'd be able to watch all the games. And, and so I, I, I lost my subscription to that one. And, and I, I finally forked over the twenty four ninety nine a month. I'm like, dude, I'm up in Oregon. They don't have normal TV here. I, I, I need this. Boom. And I watched this game. The thing that got me about him is what you just mentioned, Sean. 101 fucking miles per hour. Like, <laughs> and, and, he, and he's throwing sliders in freaking Uncle Charlie's, at like, like in the, in the split. Like, it, it's, this is a legit four pitch pitcher and, and, and unbelievable at, at, at everything. And then the passion, I always looked at him as like very stoic, not a lot of emotion. I, maybe I missed something, but he got a double play late in the game. Uh, uh, and they, they were, it was a tight game for a while. There's maybe still one, nothing at the time. And you seem like, ah, I'm like, Whoa, man. Like, yeah. Like that's, what's going to endear you to the fan base in the United States of America. Like, like we like seeing that passion. We like seeing that emotion yeah. and, and to top it all off. You talked about the power, the 500 foot homers. You talk about the 101 miles per hour. To think that this guy is like one of the top three fastest guys in Major League Baseball, we're seeing something we might not ever see again right now. You are right. And be that good at it. Somebody may try it. If, yeah, it, if, there, was, if, there, if there was a bunch of people who could listen, when they say, oh, is this, will anybody else try it? Hell yeah, you'll try it. If, if you could find 15 Otanis, you're going to try it. But those dudes, this well, you can give me all the Babe Ruth you want. I, and, and people, what? That's blasphemous. 
as far as just better at both, now Babe was good in a home run guy. Otani can hit it as far. He's far yep. faster. He throws it harder. Not to, I mean, I didn't watch Babe Ruth, but I'm, I'm not disrespecting him. He was a, what, what do I call it, the most unique player we'd seen. This is the most unique player in baseball history no because he's dominant at both. And he could probably, if we ran like we used to, dude could probably steal 50 bases. He really could. So I, I just, what a pleasure to watch. And if we and people, we should not take this for granted. And scary enough, guys, when have we ever seen two players on the same team that are Mount Rushmore talents and that are going to win multiple MVPs between them and already have in him and Trout? And they can't sniff a postseason game. No, the team's they, still they, dog they can't, shit. You can't sniff, yep. can't sniff a postseason yep. game. And it's yep. just a bummer because it's a joy to watch them every day, man. Hey, folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I've got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Zbiotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Zbiotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, my buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to zbiotics.com slash grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. Zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, go to zbiotics.com slash grant. Use the code grant at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, guys, before we uh, wrap this up today, I want to switch gears. Brooks Kepka, PGA Tour, playing on the Live Tour. Do you think professional golf is ever going to be the same? In this country, because every time we do a show, which is seem like every two days we're coming on, we're doing this twice a week. We're talking about another big name that's leaving the PGA Tour. Now, the Open Championship, which is at St. Andrews coming up in a couple of weeks, they said, hey, come play here. You know what? You're you're you can play here. But what do you think the future of pro golf is in this country? Let's talk about even in a five year window. Burns, you were just talking about five years, five years from now. Where do you think this is going to end up? Uh, first off, listen, the PGA tour, everybody, we keep saying, well, they're the one. Well, you know what? Even the one has to make adjustments and, and 
you listen. There's a new kid on the block. Whether you like it, you can call it blood money. You can say they don't want to deal with competition. They want to play less. Uh, okay, I, I just know this. We, we're talking about them, and they're suspending guys from the tour because it, it is a threat. And they've got money and people. That, well, already the PGA Tours responded. They're going to have yes. an end of the year uh, $25 million pool. So they weren't doing that if it wasn't for this. So, listen, I'm all about the PGA Tour, but you know what else I'm all about? Watching great golfers anywhere they can play. At some point in time, the PGA Tour is going to have to say, here's the deal. Now, if you want to say, if you sign with them, you got to play two extra tournaments a year and work in the co- – so, so that they have to keep their tour card for minimum events, not just one or the majors. I'm all for adjustments. But Kepka, listen – Kepka, Dustin Johnson, both been number one in the world, I believe, at some point. We know Mickelson has as well. Uh, And it's the exodus isn't done. So regardless, every time you take one away, we're losing a powerful, big-name guy for a lot of money. I just still don't understand why. And Greg Norman made a good point. Whether you like Norman or not, whether people think he's a prick or not, the guy knows how to make money and negotiate. He's right. What, 23 sponsors that are Saudi? I mean, so we got to stop the hypocrisy. Regardless of how you feel, if the PGA Tour doesn't want to keep losing them, they're going to have to up purses, up sponsors, and have a little latitude and still require the players to play in a certain amount of tournaments, do that. Because instead of this fight and, and you know, whose who's chest is puffed out more, you're probably going to have to say, Come on, let, let's try and even though it's different tours, competition's good. Let's work together so there's no bitterness because we like golf as a gentleman sport. It ain't anything but gentlemen. People are, and I can you blame Kepka? He he doesn't see. He's only played in majors. He had right. right? What, what are you supposed to do? Well, how dare you? Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm not like I said. I'm not self righteous or hypocrisy filled enough to judge what he's doing for his family. I know this. He's playing golf. He's playing golf, and a bunch of other people are going to do it. Or will will leave. The PJ Tour, I hate to say it, well, they're the big dog on the block. That big dog's been wounded a little bit, and they're going to have to make it. Whatever those adjustments are, I don't think it continue like this, and people keep leaving, and you say, well, we're the only tour that matters, or we're the one. Mm -hmm. I would would think there comes a point in time, and if you can't, I don't mean join them, but you might want to try to make this peaceful on both sides so you come together. We're losing too many of them on the tour, and who doesn't want to play 54 holes for guaranteed money? If you want to keep up, like any sport, like any business, like any marriage, you better learn how to adjust. And the PGA Tour has got to get out of the old stuffy way and say, we're doing things. And they already have by adding that tournament for $25 million, the big purse. Adaptations, adjustments in any field, in any sport, they they have to happen. And I, I you knew this was going that route when – all these guys. I mean, these are the major players, man. And, the, yep. and these are the guys. And like, if, what, what's golf to the casual fan? It's the fucking four majors. That's it. Yep. That's and golf. stars and stars. So, so, That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, right yeah. And all the stars. Exactly. But other than that, like no. the right. average fan doesn't give a shit about the, no. you know, whatever.com uh, open over in whatever they like. No, They're like no one cares unless so, the so, stars are playing in it, right? If, unless, if Tiger, unless Tiger, right. unless Tiger's right. coming, unless right. Phil's coming, unless, and that's always been their big attraction. So if you lose those guys, yeah, and they're not going to be there, at your shitty events, yep, uh, you you got to figure it out. Grant, what about this? And Bernie, think about it now. We could say, oh, well, it's still Justin Thomas and some of those guys haven't come, but DeChambeau, I'm just saying DeChambeau. Mickelson, Kepka, 
Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia. That's just five. Count the major championships. Count the major championships that they've now. Some of them may not, but Dustin's in the prime of his career. Kepka's in his 20s. I think he's 29. You know, so we have got it. But but his body's breaking down. Oh, sure it is. So, so, you know what? Play the minimum tours. Do that. It's okay. It's okay. But I just don't know why you can't get sit across grown men and women across in a conference and say, how can we make this beneficial so we grow the game of golf even more than we have? Money talks. I'm just telling you, always does. What has Tiger said about this? He just is Tiger. He, I, I don't. I haven't heard Tiger bash them, and right. I haven't heard. I, I think he's kind of remained just like these are some of my buddies, and this. I, I think people know that Tiger. Tiger doesn't have to tread anywhere with this. He's actually no, bigger than a comet for this, right? And he's a billionaire, so he doesn't need to leave for the money. Although, right. when you got one billion, guess what you want? You you'd like two. So, <laughs> but I, I, you know what? If I was them. If I was a PJ Tour, and I, maybe they have, I would lean on Tiger Woods. I would say, I want you part of an advisory board to how do we bridge the gap and make everybody work to where it's comfortable and they can play here. We go to majors at the John Deere Classic. Kepka plays, you know, a certain amount. So we have this. And you know what? Who, who's the greatest ambassador of golf now? It's Tiger Woods globally. It doesn't matter. He's the most visible athlete. In the world. I don't care. LeBron, maybe, but him. Tiger Woods has changed his sport for all the reasons, money, uh, purse money, uh, globally. Tiger Woods, uh, for African-Americans, minorities, youth, adults that that hated golf, now watch golf. Tiger Woods has changed his sport more than any other player has changed their sport. I'm talking about the old combined. Now, Jackie Robinson playing baseball. I'm just talking about look what he's done for race relations for African-Americans. That's right. For Tiger Woods to bring more African-Americans and minorities into the game of golf and get all these advertisers. Listen, the the person has gone up for, they say back when he was winning all the time that he was responsible for like a a billion dollar difference on tour in that, in that, like from, from 2000, whatever, 1997 to 2006 or whatever it was like, what? So if there was anybody else better to say, listen, here's some players perspective, I'm a billionaire. Here's the tourist perspective. Let's let, let's work together. I know it sounds simple when everybody's got an ego, but I would lean on him on my advisory board and say, dude, the players respect everything you say. So let's have him talk about it. The PGA Tour is going to have to adjust, not the other one. The other one's already with the money. They've already taken notice. Here's the money. Try to match it. And they can't keep up right now. Boys, I fucking love doing this show with you. You guys are awesome. Uh, enjoy your weekend, right, man? It's fuck. And Sean, I like your backyard, man. And I like the uh, picture you put out on Instagram with your dog and a nice stogie, I think, two days ago. I Damn enjoyed right. that picture. Bernsey, you're Thank doing you. your thing. Uh, and, you know, I'm t- hopefully we'll get Jeremy on next week because uh, I wanted to talk to him about that controversy last night in overtime. But hopefully uh, Jeremy can Listen, come on with us next week. If, if that's if that fucker doesn't come on next time, I'm going to take a running start <laughs> on his skates and I'm going to check his ass right into the boards. <laughs> hey, dudes, I, I told Grant before the show started, I said, bro, as long as we can have two of us on the yeah. show, th- this is every Tuesday and wh- every Tuesday yeah. and Thursday. So long as I don't have uh, something yeah. else that's going to get in the way. I'm Me fucking too. in, man. This is this is juice. This is juice for my day. You guys got me all fired up, yeah, man. I'm with you. That's my coffee. I'm with you guys. So. Thanks, Grant. Love you guys too, man. You guys have a good one. Thanks, fellas. All right.